Hello friends, I'm Ashish Tabari, founder and CEO of Axomize. And guess what? This is July and this is Tech Week. And as some of you know, we've been talking to a lot of formal EDA tool vendors this week because these are the guys who allow us to deploy formal verification with the end customer. So I'm very pleased to say that we have today in-house Matt Wen from Symbiotic EDA. Symbiotic EDA has become partners with Axomize recently, and it is a pleasure to welcome them in-house today. Hi, Matt, how are you? Hi, Ashish. Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Hey, so I want to start right away asking you this question. Uh, why is your company, Symbiotic EDA, interested in formal verification? Um, I'd like to answer that in three sections. So. I think the first point is we want more people to be able to add formal verification as a tool to their toolbox. So as we know, most of the solutions provided by EDA tools are very expensive. Some universities have access to them, um, but there's definitely no formal tool that's available for students, makers, small design houses, and with people that want to improve their skill set kind of priced out of the range of the average design shop. So we believe that there's a bigger market than is currently targeted. It includes FPGA designers and small design groups. People that gain to stand a strong advantage in the marketplace by improving the quality of their designs by using formal tools. Uh -huh. So by making the tools available to a wider group of people, we get those tools out there, more people can add them to their toolbox. Mm -hmm. Um, another point is uh, we want to increase innovation. So we'll talk about this later, but having open source tools gives a certain amount of introspection. People can look at how things work. People can improve things. Um, people use our tools as a sandbox for trying new high quality solutions. Um, if you look on Google Scholar and search for Yosis, for example, a synthesis tool that comes up in quite a lot of papers. And that leads me on to my final point, which is we want to improve tool quality. So our small team with our source on GitHub, allowing new people to easily open issues. A lot, a lot of the time we can deal with software bugs very quickly. Mm -hmm. And when those issues get closed, and all our customers benefit including everyone who's using the open source version of the tools. So I understand that you're saying budget uh, companies who cannot afford uh, what you're saying is expensive formal verification offerings from your competitors. So you're filling that gap, you're addressing the university market, and you're saying innovation is great because you're a small company, you can react uh, much more quicker. Um, but I don't quite understand how the open sourcing of your software will help you gain more business. And how would you divide between what's open source and what is commercial? Um, but maybe that's that's something for another day. Uh, I'll I won't. Um, well, we, yeah, we can answer that question sure. um, okay. later on. I think that's formed part of my answer to the idea of kind of increasing use of formal tools, so allowing more people to add formal verification as a tool in their toolbox. Having an open source mm -hmm. free version uh -huh. is definitely going to improve the take up of formal tools. Okay. So um, 
So I understand now why you have decided to walk into the formal verification space, by the way. Um, I'm sure you know that, but there are quite a few very big companies who have established customer base in this. And, and as far as innovation is concerned, they have, uh, some of them have hundreds of people doing innovation for formal uh, verification. So I'm sure your uh, work is cut out, but you know, I'm sure you're not afraid of, um, of solving difficult problems. But coming to problems, uh, what kind of technical problems are you actually addressing uh, with your formal verification tool offerings? I mean, tell us a little bit about what your formal verification products look like. Uh, we have um, one product, which is Symbiotic EDA Suite. Mm -hmm. And inside that product, we've got a number of tools. Mm -hmm. So Yosis is probably the best known tool that's used in the FPGA flow as well. That's the synthesis tool. So Yosis is a synthesis tool, not a property mm -hmm. checking tool. No, right? so Symbiosis is the property checking tool. I see. So that like, um, Yosis is still used to um, read the HDL uh -huh. and then it integrates with a number of different solvers. Okay, got you. Um, and then we have another tool called MCY, which is quite a recent tool that mm -hmm. stands for mutation coverage. Oh, I see. Okay. Wow. That's good. You guys are already doing mutation coverage. That's that's very good. Yeah. Very good. So as, as you know, mutation coverage often gives you a better idea of oh, yeah. I love mutation. coverage compared yeah. to yeah. line yeah. coverage. Yeah, it's true. Um, and it, I just want to also note that if anyone's listening who'd like to try out um, a mutation coverage tool, we're currently looking for early users interested in trying it out and giving us feedback. Oh, I see. Um, cool. We've got a couple of videos on the YouTube channel explaining more in detail how that stuff works. I don't want to talk about it so now. Can they just use it for free or do they have to sign commercial? We have an open source version of that, so you can use it for free, but because um, it depends on Yosis for yeah. uh, some part of its operation, right. if you want to use any part of your design that is system variable VHDL uses SVA. I see. Those those language um, abilities are only supported by the licensed version. Okay. So with the open source version, the main limitation is you only get Verilog. I see. Gotcha. So yeah, so you're talking about Symbiosis being the property checking interface and Yosis being the synthesis and then MCY being the coverage. What about mm -hmm. apps? Do you guys make any apps? Well, um, we do have a new tool that's um, in progress at the moment called ECY. So that's okay. equivalent, logical equivalence checking. I see. Um, and the idea of that is for you to be able to verify your synthesis tool that's what it came up with is equivalent to your design. I see. And we're okay. trying to, so that's going to be dependent on Yosis, it's going to be dependent on the solvers as before, but we're trying to put it together into right. an kind of easy to use application. So I guess that is. Um, that's the idea of that's going to, it's going to be more of a kind of app, but it's still all included in the same suite of tools. So this ECY, is this a combinational equivalence checking tool um, or is this a sequential equivalence checking? Uh, logical equivalence checking with some support for sequential equivalence. But as I said, it's kind of still like fairly on the drawing board. Fair enough. Uh, we're looking to re have a first release um, expected by the end of the year. Sounds cool. And if, if anyone's interested in finding out about that, then you can go to our website, symbiotedeva.com, mm. and sign up for the newsletter. Well, that's good then. So I'm sure listeners um, listening to this would say, okay, I want to try this out. 
go to symbioticedia.com and, and grab one of these things. So let me come to this, Matt. So I understand now better what you guys are putting together. And I know you guys are new in the market, so it always takes time to to get all your apps and you know bells and whistles going. But I know you talked about a little bit in your in your first response, but how are your solutions differentiated in the market? Is cost and budget the only main differentiation between what you are offering and what your competitors are offering, or are there any other um, big differentiations? I mean, you know, innovation. Everybody will say they do innovation, right? So yeah, of course. Uh, what <laughs> what are no, those we're the most innovative? Okay, so tell me then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let me answer your question. Sure. So um, yeah, you're right. We we're trying to be um, a very cost-effective service. Um, I'd say um, some other differences are we have an open source version. I already mentioned that, but I think that's quite incredible to have an open source formal tool out there. Mm -hmm. It's great for teaching mm -hmm. academia. Mm -hmm. uh, it's great to understand how, what works underneath the hoods. For example, me learning formal, I was keen to be able to kind of see how this actually works. Mm -hmm. And of course, it lowers the barrier to entry in terms of cost. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest differences is our license model. Okay. So. As I mentioned, the, the kind of big difference between the open source and the licensed version is language support. So I if see. you want System Verilog, mm -hmm. HDL, mm -hmm. or SVA, then uh -huh. you're going to need the licensed version. Mm -hmm. And that is split up into a few different flavors. So the easiest way of trying it out with no strings is we have a cloud edition on Amazon Web Services. So you can just rent the machine. You, um, you control that machine. It's got nothing to do with us. You load your design on there. Mm -hmm. You can try it out for $20 an hour. I see. Um, if you want to use the tools longer term, we have an online edition. So now everything is on your computer, but you still have an internet connection to uh -huh. validate the license. Mm -hmm. Again, the design stays mm -hmm. um, on your computer. I see. Um, and for customers that need air gap tools, we have a workgroup edition, uh, and that gives you unlimited access to, to 20 computers that can be disconnected from the uh, internet. And it also gives you the online access as before. And one interesting thing is about that online access is you get a pool of 100 hours, but you could spread that pool across 20 designs. It's not based on one single seat. I see. So it allows, it kind of comes back into our first point about one of the things we want to do is allow more people to try these tools out. Right. If there's a lot of contention for a scarce resource, there's right. only one seat. No right. one gets to use it apart from a special person. I see. Mm -hmm. Very clever. Very clever indeed. I like, I like this thing that you can actually go to the cloud just rent a VM out for a few weeks and months, try things out, play with different designs, and you know that there is a fixed cost to all of this. So this is a great concept. So kudos to, to you guys to actually think of this idea. Sometimes the best ideas are the more simple ones. <laughs> and this seems to be, um, I know that, um, some of the other EDA companies are also trying to do this cloud um, run up to speed on um, what these guys are up to. But I suppose what you're really saying is this ability mm -hmm. to ramp up onto formal verification by getting quick and easy access via cloud, via your licensing system. And then you're saying the fact that you have a version of your tool available in open source, which constantly gets used by a wider pool of users so you collect bugs and feature feedback so this this does sound quite differentiated to me so thanks for explaining this all to me um 
I'm actually beginning to understand better uh, <laughs> about your business proposition. This is good. Uh, I feel happy when I understand something. <laughs> cool. So I mean, I think we, we both have the same. Like we both have the same desires. It, um, we want to see formal used more and and uh, earlier in the design process. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think yeah, one way of doing that is yeah. getting the tools out there to more people. Yeah. I think it's good that you're actually solving a problem that you've identified to be a real problem about costs and um, lots of companies and budget not being able to, to, to catch on to it. Because where we come from is training and methodologies and services where we are trying to give all of this um, to the end user to make them fully productive. So I think, yeah, the combination of tools and methodologies, I mean, we can't do anything without good tools. Uh, on the other hand, Tools alone don't cut it out if good methodologies are not used, right? I mean, you could have a Bosch um, drilling machine, but if you don't know how to use a drilling machine, um, you might be putting holes in your water pipes <laughs> rather than your, uh, for picture hooks. Okay, let's move moving on. What are yeah. the biggest hurdles that you have noticed so far in formal adoption? That is first part of my question. Oh, where to start? Where to start? Yeah, um, how are they being overcome was my second part. Yeah, okay. So... Um... Well, I think um, one thing is there's this there's this perception that it's very difficult, mm -hmm. and I think maybe that comes from people not having access to the tools. So if you're not showing this stuff in university, you don't have access to download a tool and try it out. Um, you don't have access to try the tool at your workplace. Mm -hmm. Then any kind of perception about what how hard something is, you can't directly challenge that. Mm -hmm. So one thing, so that's like an educational problem. So we've got a YouTube channel, we search for Symbiotic PDA on YouTube. I've got like a get okay. an intro, introduction to formal courseware. I take you through it. You can download the tool and follow along. Mm -hmm. We have some, uh, I've spent a lot of time the last two or three months running a short taster course. So if you're interested in that, you can sign up at bit.ly forward slash formal dash intro. And we're working a lot also with uh, people we know in academia to help them start using the tools in an educational setting. Mm -hmm. So that's been cool. I see. I think another another problem is that this, and this one I hear all the time, is that no, we're too busy like fighting fires or yeah. bugs. Oh yeah, I love that excuse. Yeah, to try something. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah, yeah no, I love well. that one. Yeah, everyone's focused on putting out the fire. Yeah. So one thing that we also partner with. As you say, we've partnered with you, we've partnered with other people as well. Yeah. So we provide field application engineers and mm -hmm. firefighters who can help you solve a problem, get right. the tools in use, yeah. get that return on investment quickly mm -hmm. and see how they can benefit the team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that you and I both would agree that formal engines are much better than human brains. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. space of a design and yeah. discovering these difficult yeah. corner, course, yeah. corner cases or hard to reach bugs. So how can we get that? Mm. message out there and I think one part of the answer is about building relationships with companies, doing mm. educational stuff, supporting mm. interested engineers. So I'm always talking to people on email, if someone comes to the website, asks ask for an evaluation license, I give them the evaluation license and then we discuss about what would make a cool project, how they can share this off, where they get stuck and kind of support people mm. with actually trying the tools out, often for the first time. Mm. And I think just a final quick point, I know we're on a time limit here is that People think that formal verification is only for the verification engineers. Yeah, that's a myth. And yeah. yeah, we think that it's like it should be formal should be like in your toolbox along with other tools. It's like you would never say that a, a design engineer should 
you should save money by denying a simulator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Denying a simulator. Both simulation, both design and verification needs access to those tools, but oh, they yeah. use them in different ways. So yeah. Yeah. maybe the verification team is going to be making more use of yeah. safety properties. Yeah. Maybe the design team is making more use of cover traces. Yeah, indeed. For an example. Yeah. That's that's a very uh, relevant point, Matt. And I've seen every designer that I've ever worked with, either in a coaching way or a training way or services way, every time they see formal in action, they say, "Jesus Christ, why did we not use this for so many years?" Yes, yeah, so like you've got this, you've <laughs> like, got this super clever like puzzle solving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Magic genie on your shoulder. Exactly. Like, I don't quite know if this can ever get reached. Can exactly. you tell me how to do it? Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun seeing yeah. seeing that smile on. On the, on the designers' faces and just getting this feedback that you've just made yeah. someone's life better by showing them something that is much more effective than yeah, tedious, like test, tedious test writing cases and so on. Hey, let's carry on. So I want to talk to you about this costly investment proposition, and I know you already touched about this. Um, so I want to cut the chase and ask you, so if someone who's listening to us today um, if he wants to get started with your tools, what is the minimum dollar value that he needs? You know, how much money does he need in his pocket to give it a go at your tools? Well, to give it a go, you don't need any money because you can oh, download yeah. the open source, open free. source version, I compile see. it. You've got to do a bit of work yourself. You've got to compile it. You've got to try it. I see. And you'll be able to use it on Verilog. If you Coming from industry and your design is in system Verilog or BXDL, then ask me for an evaluation license. I'd be happy right. to give you right. 2500 hours on the evaluation. Right. Just send me an email, matt at symbioticeda.com. But going past the evaluation, are your prices publicly listed or are these secret negotiations between you and the end customer? <laughs> there, it's kind of, we're like in a, we're in a bit of a middle ground at the moment. Okay. So they're not secrets. If you want to, if you, I'm happy to answer that question on an email or like in a discussion. They're not on our website, but it's something that we we debate internally okay. whether to whether to have the prices out okay. there or not. It's something that is often, you know, because we're like a a, a small newish company in this field. We're yeah. kind of like trying to take some cues from what is like established practice, but also sure. trying sure. be a disruptive startup. So in short, you are not happy to, to disclose a price today, which I totally respect. Um, and what I would say is... Well, I would I just say that um, I've already said that uh, one hour on an Amazon Web Service instance is $20. Oh, yes, and I missed that one. $20. The subscription, the subscription model works to reduce that price. So, so by committing to use more hours, yeah. we drop that price lower and lower. So $20 to actually try out your commercial version on Amazon for one hour? One hour. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's something that nobody can say it's expensive. I would honestly admit to that. Um, even a small company like Axomize would happily go and pay for it if you have to um, and, and rent these things out. So this sounds all very good and exciting, Matt, and I'm so pleased that you uh, could take some time out of your uh, busy schedule and come and talk to us. So thank you very much. For, yeah, it's for been being great. Guest. Um, Thanks I, very much. I'm pretty sure we'll continue to collaborate and find interesting ways to make hardware design and verification more exciting and efficient for everyone. Um, so let's stay in touch and let's stay connected. And thanks again for being our guest today. Cheers. See you around.
So friends, I hope you found today's chat with Matt Wen from Symbiotic DDA interesting. Um, there was a lot of new stuff that I've learned about how tools are making a difference for budget customers and how open source tools licensing model is creating a new wave of energy for formal verification. Uh, so stay connected and we will be in touch with you again. Uh, go to info, um, uh, email us with, uh, at info.axiomize.com and go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. And thank you very much. <laughs>